Disclaimer, Joss, Jules, and Nevermore are not professional therapists. They will be sharing their personal experiences and advice, but this is in no way a substitute for professional help. There is also a good chance of swearing, tears, and triggering conversations, so listener discretion is advised. And welcome to Slaying Demons, a podcast about facing your fears in life and being the best version of yourself. I am your host, Jocelyn, and joining me, as always, are my two lovely co-hosts, Jules and Nevermore. Hello, ladies. Hello. Hi, Joss. Hi, Jules. (laughs) Hi, my friends. How are you guys doing this week? Better than last week. Yeah, seriously. (laughs) Me too. (laughs) I feel like, um, yeah, last week was was really rough, and we had a memorial for Ralph over the weekend, which was lovely, but oh my dear God, yesterday, I was so tired. Like, I was so tired, I couldn't get out of bed. I had a headache, and I was just like, man, just grief and sadness, like, takes it out of you so badly, and it's not even like I hadn't been sleeping. It's just that, like... I was just so sad all the time and it was taking so much energy to just be a normal person and overcome that. That then like on Sunday and Monday, a little bit on Saturday, but definitely Sunday and Monday, especially I got, it was probably actually because of um, having the memorial on Sunday, but man, those two days, Sunday and Monday, I was just knocked on my ass. Like I did the show with Garrett because we do... um, the Warcraft show at noon on Monday. And then I was just like, thank God I don't have anything else to do today because I I couldn't pull myself together. I just like, I I just wanted to lay down, just wanted to sleep. Like I did a couple of little things, but I was just like, oh man, I can't function today. (laughs) It was brutal. I don't know if Nevermore, I don't know if you had the same, uh, if you had the same experience, but it was, I was wiped. (laughs) Yeah, it's been just mentally draining. I mean, and like we've talked about before, like it's been that way since the beginning of the year. Like it's just, I feel very emotionally and mentally tired all the time. Um, and especially this week and this past week and weekend mm-hmm. and everything has just been very overwhelming. We had a very, uh, just quiet weekend at home to do the memorial and we didn't really have any other stuff planned other than that. So it was, it was nice to just be here, you know, Yep, I completely agree. I had the I had a similar Matt was actually away for the weekend and I I just like I think I watched a whole season of Downton Abbey and I was just like this is the kind of stuff I can deal with. Like That's very <laughs> like trivial problems like oh no, this necklace does not match my hair. Oh, let's pour a cup of tea. <laughs> like it's, oh my goodness, she wore pants. Yes. Oh. Exactly, exactly. Like that that was the level of stuff I could deal with. <laughs> Because I'm binge watching Mr. Selfridge. 
<laughs> which is the same type of era, like, but about like an, uh, the first depart- big department store and everything. But same type of stuff where it's just like, I'm just like, yes. I need, I need small little drama to wrap my head around right now. Exactly. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. So that was basically what my weekend looked like. And it was a wonderful break from what had been a really stressful couple of weeks. So I'm feeling a little bit more uh, rested now. I've been t- uh, taking a little bit better care of myself. I've been actually like going to sleep a little bit earlier as much as I can and, you know, just kind of chilling out and taking deep breaths and, and taking myself out of situations when I know it's just too much for me. So I haven't been running myself as ragged this last week. So I've been making some some good decisions. So overall, it's been so much better. <laughs> What, well, while you two had a down downtime this weekend, I was racing around like crazy. I was in Orlando since Wednesday, uh, and I got home on Sunday afternoon, right before the memorial. Like I was home half an hour before it started, <laughs> after traveling all day. Yeah, so I was just like, guys, yeah, okay, let's let's go, let's do you, this. <laughs> you drove, right? You didn't fly. We flew. Oh, you Um, did fly. Okay. I don't know why I thought you drove. Where did you? No, no, it's too far for that. It was a three hour flight Mm -hmm. to get there from Minneapolis. So, um, but it was kind of a grueling trip home, uh, (laughs) with a lot of stress and then get home and I'm like, okay, ah, I have no food in the house and I need to do stuff and I'm hungry and (laughs) just, you've been gone for five days, but, um, but I had a really fun time. Uh, in Orlando and got a chance to meet a bunch of members from the uh, podcasting community uh, it, from our communities. So that was really, really cool. Um, and uh, yeah, so my super tired was like, because I've been traveling for five <laughs> days running around everywhere. So you had I, a good I, time I though. Out. Oh, it was a blast. I mean, the podcast conference was okay. Just okay. Weird stuff going on, but <laughs> Oh, what kind of weird stuff? Can you talk about the weird stuff? <laughs> Um, so, I mean, kudos to the organizers because I know it's a really tough job to put together uh, a podcasting conference in itself. The problem that we ran into was that, um, this was an extension of the Florida podcasters association that they've been doing like a, you know, a meetup that they then turned into this thing. And I think this is like the third year that they've been doing it. So it kind of felt like everybody in that group all like knew each other and were one big, happy, like cohesive Mm. family. And they all referenced the fact that they all knew each other, but anybody who was outside that circle felt really left out. Like you didn't like, I didn't know who any of these people were except for maybe like one or two panelists. And they're talking about, you know, this is our family. And so it kind of felt somewhat a little bit, it was exclusionary, like clickish. And then it was also, there was like, there was this weird, like, cult energy going on in a little bit too um it was like there was a time yeah so like this is a good story um the first actual official day when they they offer you kool-aid and it really freaked you out (laughs) stay away from the goddamn kool-aid are you kidding (laughs) no i'm kidding um so but they had this like networking event that we had gone to, which was really helpful because it was actually like called speed networking where they were just like matching you up on tables with a bunch of people and you meet these people. And I made some really Did they good ring contacts. a bell and then make you move to the next table like speed dating? Almost. <laughs> they were like, they're like, okay, now move to your next table. You know, like that's fun. That. It wasn't a bell, but yeah. <laughs> and then after that, apparently a whole bunch of people were hanging out and they were networking until pretty late at night. 
And so the next day there was, they were doing their, uh, their first presentations of the day guy who's moderating the whole thing is saying, yeah, you know, so there's this big, you know, group that was kind of hanging out and they were up until like one o'clock in the morning. And I saw so-and-so and and he said like this girl, this woman's name. And he's like, and I saw her there with a guitar and she was just living her life and singing along. And, and she like jumps up on the stage and she's like, I had this wonderful epiphany about my life and this place is so wonderful and amazing. And now I feel like I have to podcast about it. And then she started to sing. In the middle of like the guy's presentation. Oh, it was like there's there's like 200 people in this room and she just starts to sing about how much she loves life. And I'm like, she drank the Kool-Aid. <laughs> <laughs> so Pat and I are looking to look at each other like, hmm? huh? <laughs> what are we at? Yeah, really. So yeah, so we, you know, we got I got some good tidbits out of certain panels, but we actually wound up blowing off the last day and went to Universal Studios instead. Yeah, well, you always have to make time for Harry Potter, so I know. And let me just be, give a huge, huge kudos to our friend Josh, the JDC. Saw I was going to Universal, sent me a message and said, "Do you need tickets?" Aww. And he hooked us up with tickets at Universal. Aww. And so he was amazing. I was, uh, you know, and I didn't, I wasn't going to ask him. I just wanted to know if he was going to be there so I could say, like, I'll wave in your general direction because <laughs> I know that he's like, he's like, yeah, I don't do people very much. I'm like, that's cool. Because <laughs> I had invited him to come to the meetup we were doing. Yeah. But he scored us some tickets for that and we were super grateful. So that was very, very cool. This community is the best. I agree. We need to take a second and just like have a we love Josh moment because I love going down to Florida just specifically to see Josh. And like you say, he totally he's not a big people person. So like doesn't usually do meetups, but we always make sure that we like plan a dinner or something like we have a a little like Josh and Josh time because like I he's been awesome and supportive and he's been following me since like the only thing I did was gamers in. So, um, yeah, he's a really, really great guy and just Giving, giving, giving. So I'm glad that. Did you actually get to see him at all, or no? Oh, okay. He was working. He was not working that day. I did invite him to the meetup that we were having um, uh, that night. Um, he declined, and you know, didn't didn't feel like it was something he wanted to do. But I just wanted him to know that he was welcome because I really did want to say hi. So I didn't actually get a chance to, to to meet him. But I've talked to him plenty of times on you know uh, DMs on Twitter, and so it was it was super cool. It was super cool to talk to him. Very, very cool. So I guess uh, the story that you told about (laughs) the woman who jumped up on stage is, I think, a great segue into our topic this week, because I know this is the kind of thing that I would have zero patience for, because I view jumping up on stage at a conference in someone else's presentation is just like totally not common sense. Like it's unprofessional. There's no common sense involved there. Like, I don't care what kind of like crazy hippie Kool-Aid fueled epiphany you've had. Like just keep it to yourself for a second. Cause someone's trying to speak like <laughs> it's great. You I feel would- part of the story, but like, yeah, no common sense there whatsoever. And I would have, I have no patience for that whatsoever so that is i would have given anything for pat to like look at jules and start singing with her like he like knew what was happening what the hell is happening (laughs) oh man that would have been the best 
I know. We were when we're trying to be polite and we're trying not to smirk, you know, because it's the it was exactly the same thing as Jocelyn was saying. I'm like, why is this happening and why is this wasting everybody's time? Well, and that's kind of the thing for me and where I say like I have very little patience for that. And patience is our topic of conversation this week. And uh, it's it's mostly a, a Jules demon. But I know my I've, I've spoken about it before. It might even have been episode two or three, basically about my short fuse. <laughs> and But the three of us together have never really had a conversation about patience and, and when it's appropriate and, you know, when it's kind of OK to have a little bit less of it. But uh, yeah, that's one of my big trigger points is just like when I think something is common sense and somebody's doing it anyway or like doing the opposite thing anyway, I'm just like, why are you doing that? Like, stop, mm-hmm. <laughs> just stop. And that and that's a big thing is like, I feel that when people don't use common sense, it's very much it's it's a waste of everyone's time, at least if not in other situations where there it could be potentially dangerous. But you know, like in day-to-day situations like that, I'm just like, man, what a waste of time. I've flown all the way down here. Like, get your butt off stage because we only have so much time. Yeah, like yeah. do that in your free time, like afterwards. Like if you go to like a group dinner of the close-knit people, okay, fine, <laughs> sing your song, but not in the middle of everything. <laughs> oh, you know, never mind. The other side of it is like, okay, free spirit, do what you want. Like he was, he was like open to her doing this. But it was awkward and uncomfortable for those of us that were just kind of sitting there going, what the hell is going on here? Mm -hmm. It has nothing to do with the actual, like, I think we were having a panel about, um, about networking with people and, um, and, you know, kind of going after the, the big fish or the people that you really want to make connections with. That is, it was not relevant to that. And it, that, that panel hadn't started yet, but it was. You know, oh, I was going to say, awkward. well, obviously she made an impression with you and you're a big fish. So therefore she got the job done. <laughs> in that, in that pond though, I was nobody. Yeah. Like, nobody knew who I was and no, and I didn't know who anybody else was. And so it was, it was kind of a strange thing. And, um, but I have I have another one that will another story that will probably blow Jocelyn's fuse to the roof. <laughs> um, because if you think you're impatient about that kind of thing, um, travel is very challenging a lot of times, especially with inconsideration by other people. Mm. And so, you know, we've all flown um, and we've all been on planes. And one of the things that is really difficult for me is that when people are really inconsiderate when you're on a plane. And there was a guy next to me. I was in the middle seat coming home. Pat was on the window. I was in the middle. And then there was a guy who I didn't know on the aisle. He was a larger man. And I'm not a small girl. So <laughs> I understand. But this larger man, number one, had the man spread thing going on where his legs were wider than his seat all the time, which means he was banging into me all the time. That was one thing. The second thing was that he took his shoes off right as we sat down. Oh, oh, people don't do that on planes. It's a small space with recycled air. Keep yeah, your freaking shoes on. <laughs> Luckily, there was no stench. But oh, I was good. concerned that there would be. But there was a stench when he cracked open his big, big uh, container full of Asian food <laughs> and ate it with his hands. Ew. I am not kidding. Wow. Ate it Ew. with his hands and... It stunk up the whole area that we were in, and he is eating with his hands. And all I can think of at this point is you are bonking my leg with your leg, and 
if you touch me with those greasy hands at all, I am going to flip out. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man, Jules. Oh, my God. And so and I am a pretty tolerant person. But he crossed my line, and I was just to the point where I'm like, I, I can't get upset because I got nowhere to go, <sighs> but I got to find a way to get patient about this because I'm going to be here for three hours. <laughs> oh, dear Lord. Oh, my God, Jules. I like. I can only imagine like the worldwide travel where it's like 14 hours, and you're just like, go away. <laughs> See, that's when you pay the extra money and you just eat the cost and you're like, we're just buying the whole row. That's just happening. <laughs> it's worth it. It's, it's worth we're it. either that's going to plan thing. it in the budget or we're not going. <laughs> did you see the viral thing about the guy who totally, he not only did he take his shoes off, he took his pants off <laughs> in first class and then put his legs like up on the wall while he was watching. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. I saw that. Someone yeah. posted a video of it. I can't remember who it was an actor. I can't remember who posted the video. Like, not the guy with his pants off was the actor. The guy taking the video was an actor and was like, look at what's happening right now. Like, how is this? Like, who does this? Oh, yeah. I saw that. That's hilarious. I, I used to think that I was... um because obviously travel travel is one of those times where you you really need to find your inner zen because yes. th- it's like there are a lot of people, a lot of small spaces. There are a lot of things that can go wrong and cause delays. And then there are a lot of, uh, I guess, customer service representatives, <laughs> whatever their role may be and wherever they may be. They're all pretty much customer service. And they have probably been yelled at. 15 times before you've walked up to them that day. So (laughs) their patience is also very short. So you might have to deal with people who don't have a whole lot of patience on they're supposed to help you (laughs) on top of all these other things. So travel is definitely one of those times where you have to find your patience. And I always thought I was a very reasonable traveler until I started traveling with Matt. And then I was just like, Holy hell, dude, you are like the epitome of Zen. And I look in comparison like I'm freaking the fuck out all the time. Like, I I thought I was good. (laughs) I always try to make sure if people like are getting that directed at them. Like we were at dinner the other night and people were like getting really impatient with the hostess. Like we just walked in, like we were just waiting for our table, but apparently people before us were waiting for like a huge group table, which if you're with a huge group, it takes a long time. Like you either have to wait for other people to leave so they can combine the tables or whatever the circumstances, but you could tell the manager finally came over and took those people away. And then it was our turn and we got a table like instantly, but like you could see like in the girl's face, like that, she was just over it. Like you could tell she was probably really upset. Like she was trying to keep herself together. And I was like, you know what? Don't let them get to you. You know, there's always going to be people like that. Don't. And she was just kind of like, thank you, you know, (laughs) but I try in those instances to do it, but dude, I lose my shit sometimes. (laughs) There's certain places that set me off. One of them being Disneyland, (laughs) which it doesn't seem like it, but it is. It's supposed to be the happiest place on earth. (laughs) But when people don't watch their kids or their family members, it pisses me off. <laughs> like, yes. okay, you walk with your family. You don't fan out as, like, <laughs> ten people and walk in a line and then just, like, bump into people. Or, like, I get that people, like, get separated, you know, when they're walking with their groups and everything. But, like, if you just all of a sudden stop, like, in a lane of traffic of people walking with your freaking, like, 
kids stuff and stroller and like turn around and look for your family and everything. I'm like, if you're gonna get run over. Like, I'm sorry, I'm gonna kick your stroller on accident. Like, stuff's gonna happen. But the other place, which is like ten times worse than Disneyland, is Costco. Oh, <laughs> I like have zero patience for people. Like, I drive the car if we have one. If Ben loses me, he's on his own. Like, he doesn't find me. Like, I just it's the same thing. Like when people stop in the middle of the aisle or they're like just like looking around, like not paying attention to what. What's happening i'm like come on like seriously I don't you know have why. a job to get done move it well and it's you know it's not necessarily like that we're in a hurry for whatever reason you know it's it has nothing to do with that it's just it's the second we go in like i can't stand it like they'll just stop right in front of you and oh there's just so many little pet peeves there that just drive me nuts but those are my two big places where that happens and i mean like other sporting event stuff where it's kind of like that crowded you know, walking thing, but yeah, <sighs> I'm getting all worked up. About it. I know. <laughs> well, it's, it's patience trying to deal with patience for inconsiderate people. Like mm. you try to be considerate and not just, you know, stop short in an aisle or stick your cart in the middle of the aisle. So no one can get past or stand in a place where people need to go. You know, it's like, I, I have, I have little patience for that after a while because it's just like, you are not the only person who exists on this planet. And that's what happens in those big places like Disneyland and Costco and travel is like, there are a lot mm-hmm. of people that just don't register that they are. There are other people who require consideration other than you. Well, like I get like in stores, like kids are kids. Like I've been a nanny, like I get it. And I don't want your kid to just sit there and like be quiet. You know, if you've been in the store for two hours, your kid's going to get freaking frustrated and want to leave and touch everything, you know? But like, if you're doing stuff and they're running around, like breaking stuff and throwing stuff in the aisle, like that's bullshit. Like seriously, like your kid needs to be respectful to the people who work there and the other customers and stuff, you know? And I just, there, there's that like teeter totter of balance. There you go. There's my visual reference for yeah. <laughs> teeter totter of balance. Like I don't expect kids to be perfect all the time, but if you're just completely ignoring them because like you've had a long day or whatever, like that's to me not okay. Like yeah. they need to be not necessarily regular, but like if you're in the aisle and they're playing with something, that's great. But if you have to yell at them fifty times to stop doing something, like direct your attention like stop looking at the thing on the other side of the aisle like yeah yeah it's it that so it's that that patience with with inconsideration is a big thing and something that I was you know it was kind of top of mind from this weekend because I had to be very patient a lot of times even though I felt like I just wanted to rage (laughs) um but the uh like stop Oh God. And you know, and the, some of the panels were like a waste of time because the information was not relevant. And it was like, I just, this is driving me crazy. And, um, but I, I am actually, I was much better with the Zen than Pat was because Pat was just like, like, okay. So, you know, and he doesn't usually get pretty, he doesn't get rattled up a lot, but it was just like, you know, when your time feels wasted, it's, it's really, especially when you've paid a lot of money to get there. Exactly. I was just going to say, not just time, but your money too. Mm -hmm. I mean, you guys took the time to go there. It's an expense, you know, you're trying to get the most out of it. So it's not just like you came locally for it. Right. Even still, but. 
The uh, so the but the real thing that I wanted to to hit on with this topic is is my big demon with patience, and it has been this way for my entire life, and I struggle with it every single day. Is that I am a very impatient person when it comes to waiting for stuff. I don't like to wait for stuff, <laughs> and it's like you know I because so context like right now I am waiting to find the perfect place that I would like to buy. Mm. But I have to wait for time to pass because unless I find the perfect place with the perfect price and the perfect location, I have to wait until July-ish until mm. I can do this. And it's very, very frustrating, especially when you're kind of like, I'm done with this place. I'm tired of living here. It's too expensive. The garages are freaking loud. Every morning I'm woken up by my neighbors getting into their cars and driving out of their garages every morning because I hear the garage doors opening up below my my face mm -hmm. <laughs> in my bedroom. And um, so, you know, patience for that. Patience for people who don't respond to, like, when you need something and it's like, I just, I'm waiting for you to get back to me and I can't do anything about it until you do. And that is, like, a big portion of the work that I do a lot of times because I need help from other people. And so... I am never letting a message from you sit in our Discord chat ever again. <laughs> I noticed I've been doing it a lot because there was that big, um, the privacy leak this past weekend. So I spent, I guess, or not the weekend, it was late last week because I spent, I think, all day Friday going through and changing every password on anything that I've ever owned. <laughs> so I had like 175 passwords I had to change or something and Discord was one of them. And uh, so I changed the Discord password, but I used um, I used LastPass, and so I have a whole bunch of randomly generated like ten to fourteen digit passwords. So I don't know any of my passwords, and I didn't enter it on my phone. So Discord on my phone is not a thing anymore. <laughs> it's like every time I try to log in, it's like enter your password. And I was like, oh crap, right? I have to go get that. I have to find out what it is, and then I just don't do it. So then today I went and looked at a message, and there's a message from Jules at like four o'clock, and this is like eight. 30 and she's like how about we talk about this and I was like uh-oh <laughs> so I promise I'll never do that again I'm gonna go and like put discord back on my phone right now because I don't want to cause you any rage that makes so much sense <laughs> she's been so quiet lately <laughs> I mean and you know I understand the I think the the worst part about it for me is like if I don't understand the circumstances surrounding, you know, like I know Jocelyn's got like three shows she does today, you know? So yeah, I Tuesdays are rough. <laughs> right. But I'm like, I know she's not going to get back to me until it's like quarter, you know, probably quarter to, to seven or something like that, which is fine. And that is usually for me is, is, is fine. It's just the people who don't respond when I'm like, I need something. Can you help? Or, you know, that's, that's yeah. really, you know, because I, try really hard to respond to people. Mm -hmm. It's just, it's, it's a, a standard thing, I guess for me, because of the way I set standards for myself, which are pretty high, mm -hmm. but I tend to have really high standards for other people. And I have to, a lot of times just bring them down, yeah. which is temper those again, expectations a little bit. Yeah. It's a patience thing and mm -hmm. I don't like it. And so in, you know, my age, I have gotten, you know, gotten good at you know, just kind of distracting myself and not letting it get to me. When I was younger, though, it was really difficult to not get ragey about it. So that's key. I just need to wait 
And then eventually I will be patient because there are a lot of things specifically um, for me, not necessarily people related, but technology related, specifically like my computer. If my computer doesn't work, oh my God, I go from zero to like throw it across the room in two seconds flat. Like there is, there is no room for error in my computer. As soon as it stops working, I'm just like rage quit table flip like grr, arr, ah, tear it all down i'm never doing this again we're going to live in the country with no technology make our own milk or something what i don't know today we learned green hair because she's actually the hulk <laughs> exactly exactly so that was gonna be my question is how do you deal with situations that require patience that you don't seem to have? Do you have any techniques? <laughs> I'm sorry, chat Beyonce. room is really cracking me up right now. Jay chat room oh, killed us all. So bad. <laughs> he um, said I just understood a suicide oh. bomber. Willie used to blow themselves up until I had computer problems and then I got it. I totally got it. Oh man, that's so bad. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so I just do you have any I guess anger management techniques perhaps is a good way to say it that help you actually deal with things like deal with trying to be more patient and dealing with your anger because I know I yeah, but short fuse, very short fuse. <laughs> <laughs> Kalani says it fast. Cute computer isn't working. Kalani help. <laughs> Well, and, and I am until he tells me he's not really sure. And then I'm like, Kalani, it says blah, blah, blah message. Uh, uh, and I use like the weirdest terms because I don't know anything. So I don't explain it correctly at all. And he's just like, is it? And he goes with this huge explanation of what he thinks it is. I'm like, you have to speak in like this <laughs> short <thing."> sentences. <laughs> like, I know. Size matters here. Go smaller. <laughs> By the way, Kalani's in your country, Jocelyn. He's in, oh, yay. He's in Montreal. He's in Montreal. I wish that um, was closer. Unfortunately, Canada is quite large, so it's still yeah. like a ten-hour drive. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so techniques. The, this is this is the things that I have learned in in terms of of anger management and impatience. Is that nine times out of ten, these things are things that you cannot control, and um, it is a waste of your fucking energy. If you waste it on stuff that you can't control, you are actually literally wasting your energy because you're all you're doing is just, you know, getting yourself worked up and, and mad and you're raising your blood pressure and you're getting your adrenaline pumping and you're changing your physiology for stuff that you can't control. So that I physically remind myself of that in, you know, just by saying you cannot control this. This is not something that you can fix. You have to wait or you have to get the answer um, and, but sometimes like the computer problem that you're talking about, Joss, um, it helps that when you can gain control, like you, if you go do something like I'm going to find a solution or someone who can help me and suddenly your stress level goes way down. Like if you've got someone who's like on the case, right? So you, then I think you know. for me specifically, that means that I have to let people get on the case because I am, I am quite tech savvy. And so usually once I find a, like a point where something isn't working and I can't figure it out, then I'm like, okay, like WTF, 
this is that's broken forever. <laughs> yeah, that's when I snap. And and I can go from like, okay, I can figure this out. I can figure this out. All right, I'm just going to Google this. And I'm going to enter this error message and I'm going <laughs> to like, like instant, like, and then, so usually because I don't say anything until I've already internally exploded, someone like my also very tech savvy, literally works at a tech company doing techie, techie things boyfriend will come over to try to help and I'll just be like no it's broken forever and I hate everything and I'm never doing that and no it's just there's nothing to be done and this is the end of the world and he's like back away slowly like when it comes to a head because of my lack of understanding and his knowledge (laughs) and then it like reaches like a breaking point we have to come back and be like I'm just mad because this isn't working and he's like I'm just frustrated because I can't fix it like we have to come to like this understanding about it (laughs) like for me I'm like hey my computer background's back because it just (laughs) randomly like it wasn't there for the longest time like before we started raiding my computer was being all wonky and messed up and then we finally got it working and it wouldn't have a background. Like, I could not set a picture for the life of me, but I'm like, it's not a big deal. The computer's working. I can raid. Fine. And then all of a sudden, it let me put a picture. And then the other day, Ben's like, where did your background go? I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> and then he came back. So I'm just like... <laughs> Yeah, and I think that um, a lot of my lack of patience with computer stuff is because I I am techie, and then so when people try to help me, I'm just like, this person obviously now thinks that I am an idiot, and I can't do this thing, and therefore they are, you know, even though they're just trying to be helpful, and it's not not always just Matt, like it's sometimes it's like friends or something, when all I need to do is vent, and of course all my friends are very geeky, nerdy, techie too, so I'm just like, oh my god, my computer, and they're like, oh, well, have you tried this? I'm like... I don't want suggestions right now. <laughs> I just want to rage. <laughs> yep. And it's, it's the, um, you know, the other thing that you have to realize too, is that it, the, the anger is not, not always tied to the actual, like it's tied to other things extending from the issue. Mm. So in your case, let's use the computer. For example, it's not that the computer is broken. It's that you're lacking the ability to fix it on your own and you want to be able to fix it on your own. And you're mad because you have to ask for help from somebody else and you didn't solve it. And, um, and why didn't this thing just turn on and work like it normally does? Because I'd like to be able to just do my thing. Right. Um, Today, I, um, I actually used or tried to use the Amazon Prime Now service that has come to Minneapolis, where basically you could just like order food, groceries, whatever, and it'll be delivered oh, cool. in like two hours, right? So I, I'm like, and I hemmed and hawed about it. I'm like, all right, I'm going to do it. I ordered it. Window was from 2 to 4 p.m. I locked myself into that schedule. I said 2 to 4 p.m. 2 to 4 p.m. goes past and there's no, no noti- oh, notification. No. Nothing. I haven't gotten anything. Uh, so I go to their link. They say, uh, we're having very high call volume. You may want to email us. <laughs> so I emailed them and said, hey, I'm pretty disappointed. I tried this out and you didn't even let me know. So they came back uh, right before the show started, actually, and sent me an email saying we had a problem and your order was was mistakenly canceled. And so you never got the order. Here's $20 in credit to get your stuff. Nice. Yeah. And so, well, except that you still didn't get your stuff. And if it was like food, then I I don't have a stuff. So I have to order it tomorrow and try to, and it's an inconvenience and it's a frustration. And, you know, 
but I could be sitting there going, God damn it. Like, you know, now I'm, I'm out of this, you know, yeah, they gave me 20 bucks, but it's my time that was wasted and blah, blah, blah things that I can't control. It just didn't, yeah. it didn't work out. And, um, but I used to be, and I'm not kidding. My parents will tell you this. I used to be like, they called me Sandra Bernhardt. They, I would just be like crying and upset what? about all these things. Like, you know, uh, actually Sarah Bernhardt was the, was the, her mother was like the, the, the theatric thing. And so, you know, I have no idea who these people are. <laughs> I don't know. This is what I, my I parents would call me. I don't know who Sarah Bernhardt is. Sarah Bernhardt. They, apparently she was like this overdramatic, crazy actress that would just like, you know, melodramatic. And so I would be like that. I would be overly emotional and crazy about it. And then I realized that I was just doing, doing a really shitty job of making myself stressed out. So it was like, this doesn't bode well, nor does it make people really like you. Very much when you're a drama queen. <laughs> so, well, but in that situation, like where something like that happens, like to me, them saying, you know what, it's broken here. We're giving you something, you know what I mean? Versus, I mean, even if they just said we're acknowledging it, we're trying to fix it. Okay. I'd still be probably bad. But the fact that they kind of gave you credit for it, that's kind of cool. I hate when it's like an automated response or no response like that just fuels it more or I'm just like ah or they don't listen to you like customer service people and you're like no like you're reading your script I get that but you're not listening to my question which is not <laughs> helping right nor do you care about me or my you know uh, uh, it's just yeah so I <laughs> our chat room is making me giggle um <laughs> Uh, yeah, I haven't, see, the thing is, is like, I, I am not like this now, but in, you know, in a previous iteration of Jules, I was a real big drama queen and I would get very, very upset and I would have a big tantrum about stuff. And, you know, it's, it didn't, it was not good behavior that people enjoyed being around. <laughs> so, you know, and so I had to, to learn how to temper it, but there are times when I'm in private where I just want to rage my head off. Like, <laughs> What a punch something really bad. <laughs> oh man, Jules, you are not helping me with the coping strategies today. <laughs> well, maybe I am because I'm making you feel better about knowing but that see, you're not. <laughs> I hear Jules sometimes like when I have, um, cause like how I get feisty, like over being protective of friends. We've mm -hmm. talked about yeah. this before. Like if you cross a line, like we're done. Like <laughs> if you hurt my friend, we're out. Right. So we've talked at length us three about, uh, certain situations and all that kind of stuff. Um, and I get sometimes like actually like where I feel like the blood boiling, like, and I'm getting mad and stuff. And Jules and I were talking about it and she's like, you can't be outraged for people who don't care about what's happening to them. And I hear that now, like a lot, like yeah. in certain stuff. And I'm like, she's right. Like if they don't care, why do I care? Like, so Certain things I've taken to heart, Jules. I just want you to know that. I love <laughs> that you. your advice pops into my life on a daily basis <laughs> when I'm losing my shit. <laughs> it's so funny because, like, Jules has said that exact same thing to me, obviously. And I'm just, I'm sitting there going, oh, oh, you think I can't? Oh, watch me. <laughs> yep. <laughs> she wants to prove me wrong. Like, like, watch me, bitch. I'm bringing it. <laughs> I am prepared to get all kinds of mad on somebody else's behalf. <laughs> you know, and, and, but I, I, 
I walk the walk because I talk the talk. I mean, I've been there. I've been in those, in those shoes and, um, and I'm not perfect. Like I will have moments where it just doesn't, the, with the facade that you, you try to get past the patients, it doesn't stick around. And then I'm like, uh, 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 you need to slow your roll girl. Cause you're, you're, you're getting, you're getting into something that is, is only going to be self-destructive. Um, and uh, like Jocelyn, Jocelyn is a problem solver. Um, she's always been a, a problem solver because she's got an analytical, analytical mind. So analytical minds get even more frustrated when they can't figure <laughs> something out. Yep. It's <laughs> even literally so how I like watch my TV and stuff is like, I'm always yeah. sitting here trying to figure out what the story of the show is going to be as I'm watching it. Like I can't just sit back and like, let something happen to me. Like I have to always figure it out. That's just. Someone does that when we watch shows and he'll be like, Oh, or, and I'm like, you just gave it away yeah. to me. <laughs> I do the same thing. I do the same thing. <laughs> and and Nevermore is, is she, her her mind is so much I'm more visual. To hear what she's saying. <laughs> no, your mind is so much more visual. Like when you, but that's that's what happens with you when you have a situation where you don't know what to do. You're trying to visualize it rather than fix the problem. You're just like, I need to see it. I need to. I need to. Get when this. I can't, it's frustrating. Like yes. uh, like we were talking about like great stuff like pawn. And Matt's like, blah, 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 and you put this in, and blah, 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 and it'll help you. And I'm just like, what? <laughs> like, I have no idea what you're talking about because it involves, like, getting in depth with numbers and, like, figuring stuff out. I'm just like, my brain does not compute. Like, <laughs> yeah. it does not work that way. Like, I need colorful, car like, charts and graphs and things that, like, direct me to what I'm supposed to do. Like, I can't do this. Fancy flowcharts. So, <laughs> yes. Fancy flowcharts. <laughs> I have to see something over and over again. Like, it's that kind of photographic memory of learning things. So, mm -hmm. when I don't have that, I struggle. <laughs> it's, it's a very real thing. Yeah. And when you have someone who, you know, I mean, it's, it's partly why you and Ben work so well together is because you have two different communication styles. So you can, you, but it's also a point of contention as well, because sometimes it's so frustrating when you're trying to say something to him and he's trying to say something to you and neither of you understand each other, each other's <laughs> language. Well, and we've learned how to stop at that point. Like, I mean, sometimes we have to walk away from each other, but we've learned to stop at that point and be like, this is dumb. This is what I'm trying to let you know. Mm -hmm. And yes. he'll be like, thank you for explaining it to me, how you're seeing it or feeling it, you know, and same with him. Like, because we do see it completely differently from each other. And that's hard, especially when you're out in the world and other people don't understand you. <laughs> like at work, I'll be like, you know, that thing, like that over there, that. And they're like, what are you talking about? The stapler? I'm like, yes. <laughs> I don't, I forget words sometimes. And Ben has mastered the art of understanding me where other people have it. And I'm just like, you know, the thing <laughs> over there, that. And they're just looking at me. I'm like, I can't. No. <laughs> you would be first to like make the motion of the stapler rather than actually say the words like the thing that does the thing that my niece also doesn't use her words correctly like that I'm just like you're just like your auntie Sarah this is perfect <laughs> <laughs> oh man so I think overall just try to get better understandings of situations and recognize the points in time where things are outside of your control and try to have a little bit more patience with those situations because you're not helping anyone, including yourself, by getting all riled up about things that you just can't change. Yeah. And the last thing on that real quick is to recognize your reactions to those things. Mm. Like, 
Jocelyn is very, she's very self-aware about the fact that when her computer is broken, she's going to get pissed off. Like she knows <laughs> how she reacts, right? She I think the whole house like, knows it now. <laughs> like, oh, <laughs> Jocelyn's computer's broken again. <laughs> but how many times have you been mad about something and not understood why you were mad? And that's where you have to go dig in a little bit deeper to understand, like, why am I reacting this way? Okay, it's because of this. It's because of this. And that will help you to figure out how to deal with it. But if you're just reactionary rather than understanding what you're doing and why you're doing it, you'll never be able to try to work through it. Hachikubo said, patience turns out to be a big factor in choosing games to play and the types that you enjoy. Oh, this yeah. is 100% me, and this is why I am a notorious game non-finisher. <laughs> you can, like, Kalani was trying to give me free games on Steam that he had duplicates of. He gave me one, and he said... You may not have any more until you finish the one that I gave you because he knows that I don't do that. Like, um, one of the old Tomb Raiders start the game running around trying to figure out what I'm doing. I get to a bridge. Every time I try to freaking cross the bridge, it gets blown up. So it's like, I know I'm not crossing it right. Like, and I know there's something that I'm not doing. And Ben will walk over and just be like, oh, you do this. And then fixes it like in a second. And I get yep. to those points and I'm just like, table flip. Like, I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> You and I are very similar in no, that way. I'm just like, I have no patience for this. <laughs> <laughs> and I like we've talked about it before, like open world platforms. I would be the person like way far off from wherever I'm supposed to be. Like, and that's why like I can't play like Skyrim or something. Because <laughs> other games, like I'm in a room where I'm not supposed to be doing something, like trying to figure out how to get back to the place I'm supposed to be. Like it's just it's bad news. Like I'm horrible at it. So you need so, an yeah, experience that's more focused, friend. yeah. <laughs> Well, I don't want to. I don't want to dive. Yeah, I don't want to dive too too far into uh, the whole how to choose a video game conversation because <laughs> I know the three of us could just turn video games into a whole another hour of show. And we yes, do have a uh, listener email that I want to get to this week that unfortunately we didn't have time to get to last week. So uh, I don't want to. I don't want to go off on too many tangents. But um, yeah. if you would like to send in an email. You can do so by sending it to demonspodcast at gmail.com. You can also join us over on the Discord if you'd like to have a more kind of real-time live chat. We uh, use discord.gg slash jossplays. That's J-O-C-E plays. And you can always join us over there. We have two different channels, one for more PG conversations and one for more R-rated conversations. Um, because let's face it, sometimes you just need to fucking swear when you're really pissed off about something. So <laughs> uh, you can uh, get in touch with us in either one of those ways and if you do want to keep your uh, message and your problem anonymous then do feel free to throw it into an email again that is demonspodcast at gmail.com so this email comes to us from Thomas from Missouri, who says, hello, Joss, Jules, and Nevermore. Oh, sorry. Joss, Nevermore, and Jules. <laughs> I'm so used to the two Jules, or the two, the two Jules in the row. Two J's in a row. That <laughs> just flows off my tongue. Yeah. I kind of like being in the middle of this Oreo. Yeah. <laughs> the N in the middle of the J's. <laughs> yeah, I'm good with that. <laughs> Uh, I'll so eat your cream filling. <laughs> oh. Oh. Anyway. <laughs> All right. So Thomas says, I'm really enjoying slaying demons. It's nice to hear about serious issues in a way that doesn't feel preachy or so serious to the point of being depressing. Thomas, side note, I apologize for last week because last week was probably a really rough episode for you to listen to. Um, 
But anyways, back to your email. Uh, I also had a question. I listened to a podcast with two hosts and I listened to them because they're funny and entertaining. But the problem comes when they start talking about politics. It's not their main topic or even something they're talking about all the time, but it seems to come up in every episode. Their politics are very different from mine and it always either makes me sad or mad to hear them talk. I've tried to skip those sections, but since they aren't actually sections and they're not marked, it can be hard to decide where to skip to. And I don't want to be one of those jerks who tells a, who tries to tell a podcast what they can or can't talk about. So do I just stop listening? Do I ask them to tone down the politics talk? Or do I continue listening and just try my best to ignore it? Thanks for listening and being there for your listeners. So Thomas, thank you so much for writing in. And I have to say, number one thing about your email that caught my eye and I wanted to thank you for was the fact that you included in there that you don't want to be one of those people who tries to tell somebody what they can and can't say. Because I think as podcasters, all three of us could probably agree that that is the number one pet peeve when someone says, you are not allowed to talk about this topic or I don't like it when you do this or just stop doing like stop talking about topic a b or c and I know like even politics aside it's happened many many times it's the you don't know what you're talking about shut up comment it's the you know like you don't belong on this show because you're not a quote-unquote expert or like how long have you been playing video games oh well you don't get to have an opinion like we've all heard it (laughs) how long the answer of how long you've been playing video games is never, like, it's never what they want to hear. You could say 20 yeah. plus years. They don't give a shit. It's, that's not their... <laughs> that's not the point, argument. yeah. <laughs> so I did want to point that part out about your email, Thomas, and thank you for being respectful of podcasters and what we very do, because, yes, it was a very respectful email, and I know uh, it can be difficult sometimes to give feedback without coming off as, like, a, I know everything and you're doing it wrong, and you managed to, to walk that line, so thank you so much for being respectful with your email. And I think that um, basically it comes down to at least the advice I'm going to give from my perspective is kind of like podcasts are meant to be informative and entertaining. And if you are no longer getting one of those two things or both of those things from what you're listening to, then maybe it's not worth your time. And that doesn't mean that the podcast is bad. That doesn't mean that it's not going to be worthwhile for somebody else. That doesn't mean that other people shouldn't find it informative or entertaining or both. Um, But if it's no longer fulfilling something in a need in your life, then it's not something that you should be listening to. And there is nothing wrong with that. It doesn't make you any less of a fan of the people. Maybe it's the kind of thing that you can, you know, take six months off and return to it later. Um, I know that can be really difficult if like we have a live show and a live audience. And if you're a part of that community, sometimes that can be hard to let go of. Um, But if it's the kind of thing that you like listen to when you're alone and, you know, to pass a commute to work or something. And, you know, maybe you can just find something that is more entertaining or more informative for you and kind of fill that space with something else. Because there's a lot, there's a lot of podcasts and a lot of podcasts have multiple, like podcasters have multiple shows. Yeah. Maybe they have something else that you would like to listen to because unfortunately, um, politics has always been a big topic of conversation and it usually gets mingled in a lot. And I I feel like this year among other years, it's like way more in your face because of social media stuff. So it's talked about a lot more. Um, So I, I unfortunately, even though I'm not sure what show you're talking about, I doubt that's going to change much. If it's something that they feel that they talk about kind of frequently. Um, 
So I don't know. It depends on how much you really like the show that you're watching and, you know, if the hosts mean a lot or if it's the subject, you know, Mm -hmm. if it's just the subject, obviously try different shows out. Um, If it's specifically you like those podcasters, I don't think it's going to change much. Um, Even if you try to bring it up. I mean, you're, I feel you're welcome to voice your opinion because you did it really respectfully. I'm not saying don't do it. Um, But a lot of these people do it, um, for fun, but also income in a way. Uh, I don't, I don't know. This is a tough topic. Cause if it's mm-hmm. just kind of getting sprinkled in, it's kind of hard to be like, Oh, it's at this part of the show. You know what I mean? Or maybe if you wrote them and just said, you know, if you guys could just kind of catch it up at the top of the hour or whatever, and then move along to whatever it's about, maybe, um, just well, because yeah. you do From- want to keep listening. From the know. sounds of it, and I mean, and we have been, and he did specifically say that this wasn't about us, and obviously we have three <laughs> hosts, he's talking about two hosts, but I mean, we have been, um, I guess, I, I don't necessarily want to say guilty of this because I don't want to imply that it's somehow wrong, but I mean, this has definitely happened to us where we've had a show about topic A, and as part of topic A, we have sprinkled in a little political talk and saying, you know, like, topic A is difficult for me because I am burnt out from politics. Or, you know, this thing happened and, and I was having trouble with dealing with it and it added to demon why, you know, like there's always, you know, things that are kind of sprinkled in. And and I don't believe as a creator that I should have to then go back. I mean, posting, posting videos, posting um, audio and doing all the editing is <laughs> enough like of a time sink in and of itself that I don't feel like as a creator, I need to go in and flag every single piece of information and say like, okay, at, you know, one minute and 37 seconds, I start talking about Trump. And then at, you know, two minutes and 12 seconds, I start talking about um, uh, Warcraft. And then at, you know, like four minutes and 10 seconds, I start talking about hairstyles or, you know, like, I don't feel like I should go in and flag my content like that. If you like me, then you probably like my content and therefore you, you get what it is. And that's, yeah. you know, like you need to either you basically take it or leave it. And if the yeah. decision is to leave it, that's fine. Like that. I don't take that as necessarily a slight against me or someone saying, Oh, Jocelyn, I hate you. Cause your show is bad. Like, no, it's just, it, it's not your cup of tea right now. And that's yeah. fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and I think the, the thing you have to realize, and, and a lot of times people don't when they're a listener of a podcast, is that content, content creation is a two-way street. Um, it is a, for, it's the content creator has their right to say whatever they wish to say. And the listener has their right to choose whether they want to leave or stay. And they don't have any obligation to that podcaster to stay. And, but a lot of times what happens is that it becomes, you become invested in them. You become invested in their lives, in their story. Um, you get to know them as you, as well as you know, your friends Mm -hmm. because they share so much about themselves. Um, you know, I'll use my example for, for instance, like I was a big listener of the morning stream when I was actually commuting back and forth for a job. I was in the car 30 minutes each way. Um, there were sections that I really didn't like. You know, it was, it was cause every day was like, there were some every day's different sections yeah. and then there were different, different guests. And I didn't like every, every guest host or everybody who was on there or the content that was on there every time. Mm-hmm. And there was, 
and sometimes I would just get frustrated and have to fast forward through and, you know, maybe have to jump around a little bit, which is frustrating to me because then I'm like, I have to find a way to fast <laughs> yeah, forward. Yeah, you're trying out. to you're trying to commute and it's it's less of an issue when you're, you yeah. know, taking a bus or something. But if you're trying to drive too and you're just like, oh man, I hate yeah, this like, part. I don't want to listen to this <laughs> yeah. part and I want to skip it. And then oh, I jumped too far and now yeah. I'm like, ugh. So it, it is frustrating and it can be frustrating for the listener who's just like, why won't you just talk about the stuff that you used to talk about? that I liked and I, and I wish that you hadn't changed it. But the problem is, is that there always is an evolution for a podcast and a podcaster and what they did before and what they liked before, they may not necessarily like to continue doing all the time. And I have seen this. I mean, I've been podcasting for four and a half years. Jocelyn's been doing it a little bit more. I'm longer than me. Um, how many times have you heard from people like, ah, oh, I, I wish that you just would do this like you used to, or I wish you would go back. So to, many times I've, I've been know? told, especially, uh, and I'll use angry chicken as probably the best example that I have, um, because it's probably the one where I've changed the most. Uh, when we started the show, it very much was like, I was the happy bubbly cheerleader who didn't really play a lot, didn't really understand the game, but what I did play and what I did understand, I loved. So I was like, Miss enthusiasm, like go get him, team! Yeah, rah rah! This is awesome. And but I didn't have a deep understanding of um, any strategy, or you know, no opinions on changes in the game, or any of that. Like I was, I was very superficial when it came to my understanding of Hearthstone. And over the last, uh, we're coming up. Actually, episode two hundred is next week. We've been doing it for you know four years now. I am now a competitive player. I follow the esports scene. I have opinions on everything, not even just, you know, expansions and new cards, but what cards they're nerfing and what needs to change and what needs to stay the same and the impacts and ripples that those have through the whole card collection, which is now, you know, coming up on 1500 cards. And I have a much more um, kind of competitive analytical, deeper understanding. And so then my role and my opinions on the show have changed. And I hear that over there more than anything else is, you know, bring back episode 15, Joss, who thought I for an eye was a good card. Like, where did she go? I miss that. And it's just like, well, I don't, <laughs> you know, like I, I like that yeah. I understand the game and I like that I'm competitive and I can make different card choices and I can, you know, have informed opinions that's very important to me. And, you know, I, I wouldn't want to change that about myself. And I know that it seems different because we're talking about a video game versus politics. Um, but it's still, you are potentially asking them to change something about themselves, which yes. is just not right because you're asking them to change in order to suit you. And that's not the right thing to do. That's not how you should interact with other people. So yeah. And I, think, I, you know, just Thomas was very, very, um, <laughs> well-spoken in his opinion of this, but that is not what happens a lot of times where you're just like, you know, we'll get blasted on Twitter from people who are like, you shouldn't have this opinion. Or, you know, I've been told, I don't agree with you about anything that you've said on the show. And I've stopped listening because I think you're full of shit. And it's like, that's great. Here's I'm sorry. The door. I'm leaving it yeah. open for the people who want to come in and enjoy the podcast and the work <laughs> right. that I'm doing. You know, if and if you Visual. don't agree with me and you don't agree with what I'm saying, that's the thing. This contest is 100% free mm -hmm. for you. You don't have to pay anything to listen to it. And so, therefore, it's, it, you know, it is the situation where a content creator is going to do what, what we want to do. And you have 100% right 
to be able to just say, I like this, or I don't like this. And it's going to change through the course of your listening time. At some point, you're going to like, they're going to do something you don't like. <laughs> and then you decide, mm -hmm. am I going to stick it out or am I not? Um, so make a decision that's right for you. Like skip some parts in the beginning of the show if it's where they're talking about politics or a certain segment that they're doing. Um, but I don't think it's right to be mad at the content creator because they change the way they do things. Mm -hmm. It would be different if it was like, if he said, Oh, well it's a political podcast. I listen to and They don't have the viewpoints I have where it would be like, okay, they're obviously a hundred percent of the time, like not going to have the viewpoints that you have. And that's what the whole show is about. But it sounds like the show might just be something that kind of is ever changing. Um, mm -hmm. Like Jules mentioned Morning Stream. Something like that is like a daily topic thing where, yeah, okay, every day politics are slightly changing. They're going to talk about what's happening with it. Mm -hmm. So it's going to be there. And he also didn't say, um, I don't think, as I'm kind of scanning it, how he listens. Like if it's in the car or if it's at work or whatever. Where if it's at work or something and you have it where you can... Maybe turn it down if you hear him start talking about that stuff where it's not you're not totally shutting it off or fast forwarding and messing up your spot, but you're not hearing it word for word, you know, but you can kind of tell if maybe it's changing topics just by mm. how they're interacting, maybe. And then you can kind of jump back in when you kind of notice that it's maybe over mm -hmm. um, as a solution to maybe sticking with it if you really, really like the hosts. Um, but yeah, I I agree with everybody else on it's kind of. That's a hard decision based mm -hmm. on what, what you're looking for. Yeah. Um, yeah. Hachikumo did make one point that I, I wanted to make sure that we mentioned, and then I have one more thing to say about this. But um, Hachikumo said that um, basically, if you like the hosts, and, and this is something, as it sounds like he, he does like the hosts. He thinks they're funny and entertaining, so he likes the hosts. Um, then he says, you know, sometimes you can actually learn from them on that topic. And I know sometimes we are a little bit more closed-minded when it comes to political topics, but um, there's always the chance that you could learn from, you know, listening to other people's opinions. And specifically, Hachikumo says that he learned about La La Land from a sports podcast. <laughs> so, you know, sometimes they can um, open your eyes or point you in different directions that you otherwise wouldn't have um, been aware of had you only focused on listening and consuming content that is, you know, like in line with your opinions, I guess. Like it's always a good idea to try to broaden your horizons as much as possible, as long as, and this gets to my final point about this, I think, is as long as you are practicing basically self-care, because you also said in your email that you get to the point where you are sad or mad when you hear them talk. And so if it's getting to the point where it is affecting you that much on an emotional level and it's making you angry or it's making you upset, then those are not the kind of things that you should be getting from your entertainment. Unless for some reason that's the kind that's of entertainment you like. For. Yeah. <laughs> but if you're looking for, yeah, if you're looking for funny and happy and entertaining and you're getting upset or angry, then you need to find a new source of entertainment because you need to take care of yourself. And that comes back to all of the stuff that we have, you know, talked about over the last uh, probably six to eight episodes that where politics has been coming up a lot more, even on this show. Um, I think basically you just need to, you need to practice self-care. You need to take care of yourself. You need to remove yourself from situations where you're getting upset because you only have so much emotional capacity. And if your emotional capacity is being taken up by listening to a podcast that you could otherwise be using those emotions and that time 
to kind of deal with other things in your life, then you probably shouldn't be listening to the podcast anymore. And there's nothing wrong with that. You are 100% allowed to remove yourself from any situation where you're using your emotional currency in a way that is not beneficial to you. Okay. I think that's it. <laughs> yes. I yes. like that. I like that emotional currency. Oh, thanks. I, it just popped into my head. So. <laughs> I very much so enjoyed that. All right. So I think that's going to do it for us this week, guys. Thank you so much for listening. If you'd like to follow us on Twitter, you can do so by going to at Demons Podcast. Jules, where can folks find you on the tweeters or other places? You can uh, Twitter's not uh, <laughs> Jules RPG on Twitter. Uh, you can also find my other podcast, which is Torrent Think Tank, uh, on Thursdays at 8 p.m. Central Standard Time, twitch.tv slash Torrent Think Tank. And Nevermore, what about you? I am on Twitter. I'm at Quota Nevermore, and that's probably the best place to find me and see what's going on. Um, really quick shout out, though. Um, to CTR Guild and Jules and everybody who came to the memorial this weekend and spent time with AIE, as we said bye to Ralph, because that was awesome. So, so so awesome. Uh, If you guys didn't see the video or um, if you weren't there, we did a walk from um, Northern Barrens to Orgrimmar. And as we did that um, in his honor, CTR Guild uh, kept flying along the way and kneeling and stuff. And it was, it was very touching and Mm -hmm. it was very much appreciated that you guys were there. So community guys, it's important. Yep. Everything that Nevermore just said, I don't want to say anything else because I'll just fuck it up by crying. So everything that Nevermore just said, thank you very much, CTR. That was amazing. I think, yeah, that's it. You can follow me. I'm at Joss Plays. Uh, you can find me on Twitter or Twitch or JossPlays.com, which is where we post new episodes of this show. So uh, come and check it out. Thank you guys so much for joining us, and we will see you next week. Bye, guys.